Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. This is the podcast where I read the dictionary, and then I tell you what I think about it. That's all it is. Um, as I like to often say, I don't like to often say this, but I feel like I should say this, because otherwise, whatever, it doesn't matter. Please, 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 please write a review, especially on the Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can find this Uh, Go rate it, review it, share it, go post about it on your social media, because I'm sure you got it. Send it in an email. Send it in a letter. Correspond with somebody across the world and tell them to listen to this. Um, And subscribe to it, so then you automatically download them. You can watch this on YouTube. The links are in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DictionaryPod. There's also a Facebook page. You can join the Patreon. Give me a few bucks a month. Get episodes extremely early and sometimes exclusives. And what else? There's a Google Voice number. You can call it and leave me a message. You can send me an audio file through the email, dictionarypod at gmail.com, or you can just write to tell me something about your life. All right, it's words time This is the end of page 283. The first word is cotton picking. Two words with a hyphen. Um, You could also say cotton picking. That's one of the pronunciations in here. Adjective from circa 1952. One. The synonym is damned. D-A-M-N-E-D. And this is used as a generalized expression of disapproval, as in a cotton-picking hypocrite. Cotton, they're damned? Hmm, that's an interesting example. Number two, the synonym is also damned, and this one is used as an intensive, as in the example, out of his cotton-picking mind. And that is a quote from Irving Kristall with a K, Irving Kristall, out of his cotton-picking mind. Now, I've heard this before, but I don't know where exactly it came from. How did this, when, I mean, we'll never know, I'm sure, the the origin of this, but um, it's, it's interesting. How did this become, it's such an odd phrase when you think about it, out of his cotton-picking mind. What does that even mean? All right, next word. Oh, I'm going to do the sound effect is cottonseed. One word, noun from 1774. It is the seed of the cotton plant. The cotton plant has a flower and it also has a fruit, and the cotton seed is in the fruit, and the cotton substance is around the seed. So, is the cotton that we pick for clothes? Is that literally the fruit? Is that the part that's the fruit? Is it edible? Do things eat that? I need to get some of this like un unfiltered, untouched cotton. So fascinating. Next word is cottonseed oil. Two words, noun from 1833. A pale yellow, semi-drying fatty oil that is obtained from the cottonseed and is used chiefly in salad and cooking oils and after hydrogenation in shortenings and margarine. 
So they take the cotton seed and they smush it and they get some oil out of it. How much oil can come out of one cotton seed? How many cotton seed plants do you need to have enough oil to use it in foods? I don't know nothing about cottonseed oil. Next word. It is cotton stainer. Yes, two words. Stainer. S-T-A-I-N-E-R. Noun from 1856. Any of several bugs that damage and stain the lint of developing cotton, especially a red and brown bug that attacks cotton in the southern U.S. So, it damages and stains the lint of developing cotton. Is the lint of the cotton, is that the actual cotton that we take? Um, and then, so they, so they, yeah, I can understand. They, would, they don't want this. They want that pure white cotton. They don't want it to be stained in any way. What does the stain look like? How is it stained? What color is the stain? Is it from, do they pee on the cotton and that's what stains it? Is it just from their feet? What happens? The genus name is Disdercus. Disdercus, I think that's it. And then the specific one that they mention in the southern U.S. would be, the scientific name is Disdercus suturellus. Very important that you know that. Next word is Cottontail, one word, noun from 1835, any of several rather small North American rabbits, sandy to grayish brown in color, and a white tufted underside of the tail. That is why it's called a cottontail, because the underside of the tail is white and tufted, and it looks like they sat in some cotton and it got stuck to their butt. The genus name is... Silvilagus, uh, Silvilagus, Silvilagus, one of those ways, I don't know how to say it, Cottontail, Rabbits, what was that, there was that story, the Cottontail, not Peter Rabbit, was that, there was something, the Cottontail story of Peter Cottontail, no, somebody else Cottontail, I don't remember, next word is Cottonweed, Cottonweed, one word, Noun from 1562, any of various weedy plants, as cudweed, with whitish pubescence or cottony seeds. So, cudweed is an example of this weedy plant, and it has whitish pubescence or cottony seeds. So, it's like cotton, I guess, but it's not exactly cotton, it's just similar. Next word, it is cotton wood, one word, noun from 1802, any of several poplars having seeds with cottony hairs, and a poplar, that's a, that's a tree, uh, and then especially one of these poplars of the eastern and central U.S. often cultivated for its rapid growth and luxuriant foliage. And the scientific name for this specific one is Populus deltoides. Uh, maybe we need to post a picture of a cottonwood tree. And I guess it's got, uh, it's got cottony hairs. Next word. 
It is cotton wool, W-O-O-L. We had cotton weed, cotton wood, cotton wool. So cotton wool is two words, noun from the 14th century. It's just raw cotton, especially cotton batting. Batting, I think that's just like a a term for like the stuff that you put in a, a blanket or a pillow or, you know, to fluff something up, I think. So yeah, it's, that's made out of cotton. Yeah, raw cotton or cotton batting is cotton wool. But it's not actually wool because wool comes from animals. So this, it's like wool, but it's from the cotton plant. Does it make sense now? Okay, good. Next is... It is cottony. You can say cottony uh, or cottony. Two syllables or three syllables. Um, It's just the word cotton with a Y at the end. Adjective from 1578. Resembling cotton in appearance or character. Um, And before we say the A and the B, we did see this word in the cotton wood definition. It said any of several poplars having seeds with cottony hairs. So it's hair like cotton. Okay, so back to cottony. A is covered with hairs or pubescence. And B, the synonym is just soft. My cat Bailey, her fur is cottony because it is super 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 soft all right next word cottony cushion scale what is this cottony cushion scale so uh it's three words cottony cushion have a hyphen in between them noun from 1886 a scale insect introduced into the U.S. from Australia that infests citrus and other plants. And the scientific name is Isaria purchasi. Isaria purchasi. Okay, I have so many questions. Cottony cushion scale. So a scale is just a kind of insect. So there must be lots of insects that are called scale insects. Maybe they have scales. I'm not familiar And then cottony cushion, hmm, that's a thinker. Not entirely sure why it's called a cottony cushion. doesn't say that it infests cotton, although maybe cotton is included in the other plants. You'd think that that would be the main one that they would say if it's in the name. Uh, But anyway, that's what that is. Next word is a suffix, cotyl, or just cotyl, C-O-T-Y-L. And uh, it just means cotyledon. No, no, no. It's pronounced cotyledon. Cotyledon. Um, the only way I, the only reason I know how to pronounce that is because that is the next word. So it means cotyledon, as in the example hypocotyl. Hypocotyl. And uh, that's all the information I have for that. So you want to know what cotyledon is? It's our next word. It is spelled C-O-T-Y-L-E-D-O-N. Cotyledon. Noun from 1541. A lobule of the mammalian placenta. So when a mammal has a baby, 
The placenta is the thing that has been giving the baby sustenance and it comes out as well with the baby or after the baby. But what is a lobule? It's a part of the placenta. Maybe it's a thing. It's just maybe it's on. Is Maybe it's a piece of the placenta. No clue. But it's a cotyledon. And then number two, the first leaf or one of the first pair or whorl of leaves developed by the embryo of a seed plant or of some lower plants as ferns. Something about leaves and plants. Cotyledonary, cotyledonary, that is an adjective. Hmm. So this is from Greek, cotyledon, and it means cup-shaped hollow, um, also from cotyle, which means cup or just anything hollow. Anything hollow. So there must be sort of hollowy parts of the placenta, uh, and that's those are the lobules, so that's why it's cotyledon. Okay, next word. It is, you can pronounce this a couple ways, cotylosaur or cotylosaur. Cotylosaur or Cotylosaur, and it is spelled C-O-T-Y-L-O-S-A-U-R. Yeah, a dinosaur. This is a noun from 1895. It is any of an order of extinct primitive reptiles of the carboniferous to dry... Oh my God, I can't speak. Carboniferous was a hard word. So it is any of an order of extinct primitive reptiles of the Carboniferous II Triassic with short legs and massive bodies that were probably the earliest truly terrestrial vertebrate animals. Okay, so the order name is Cotylosauria, and this is from the Greek, Cotyle, which we learned in the last word means cup or anything hollow, and then plus Soros, which means lizard. But what what are they talking about? What's a cup or something hollow on a on a lizard? Uh, we were we we yeah we got to post a picture of this. But there's a bunch. I guess there's a bunch of different kinds of cotelosaurs. I've never heard of these. Um, and uh, because it's um, probably the earliest truly terrestrial vertebrate animals, um, I have to assume that 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 time period from the Carboniferous to the Triassic, those must be uh, some of the earliest stages of the dinosaur times, I have to assume. Um, hmm, yeah, it does say primitive. I assume that, you know, extinct and primitive, that's a little bit redundant, but that's okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, we'll definitely post a picture of a cotylosaur and figure out why the word hollow, how hollow is related to them. Next word, it is couch, C-O-U-C-H, first form, verb from the 14th century, starting with transitive, one, to lay oneself, down for rest or sleep, uh, to lay down for rest or sleep, yes, this is the verb form, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna couch here for a minute so I can uh, rest or sleep. Two, to embroider a design by laying down a thread 
and fastening fastening it fastening it with small stitches at regular intervals. <laughs> My mouth is not working. Um, yeah, okay. I I don't I don't do the embroidering, so I've never heard couch used in this way. Laying it down, couch it. Three, to place or hold level and pointed forward, ready for use. Four, to phrase or express in a specified manner, as in the comments were couched in strong terms. They were expressed in that way. And then intransitive, one, to lie down or recline for sleep or rest. Two, to lie in ambush, as if you were lying on a couch but ready to pounce. This is from the Latin collocare, which means to set in place. And there's more at the word collocate. Next word is the second form of couch noun from the 14th century. 1a, an article of furniture for sitting or reclining. I can't not think about the uh, the bunk bed couch from the Lego movie. Whenever I hear couch, uh, I want I want that. I want a bunk bed couch. One B, a couch on which a patient reclines when undergoing psychoanalysis. Just uh, here, lay down in this couch, and I'm going to psychoanalyze you. What do you have to say? Number two, the den of an animal as an otter. The den of an otter is called a couch? Hmm. On the couch, that is a phrase, and it means receiving psychiatric treatment. The etymology, um, it's from Middle English. Maybe they pronounce it couch. It has an E at the end, and it just means bed. So how did we go from bed to couch? A couch is a couch, and a bed is a bed. They're not the same. Maybe some people sleep on their couch. That's true. Some people do. Some people use their bed as a couch, but they're but they're different things. My grandparents had a couch. Uh, they had a they had a nice couch for a long time, and then they decided to get a new couch, and so we got the couch. And we, yeah, that's my story with that couch. <laughs> I had it for a very long time. It got a lot of use. It went through different places, different houses. It was around for maybe 30 years. Then actually, I think I sold it to, a, or I gave it to a friend who used it for a while too. And then I think they got rid of it because it was not in good shape. It could not have been in good shape anymore. The couch we have now is not very good. Someday we'll get a good couch. Okay, our last word. It is couchant. Couch with an A-N-T. Couch ant. Adjective from the 15th century, lying down, especially with the head up. Hmm, I didn't know. If you're lying down with your head up, you are couchant. As in, a heraldic lion couchant. Maybe the lion on a heraldic shield is lying down? A lying lion? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's all I have for that. All right, so the words... In this episode were cotton picking, cotton seed, cotton seed oil, 
cotton stainer, cotton tail, cotton weed, cotton wood, cotton wool, cottony, cottony cushion scale, cotyl, cotyledon, cotylosaur, couch, and couchant. Hmm. I was definitely impressed by the cotylosaur. I'd never heard of that before. Um, looking through, looking through. I also just love a couch. Just love to sit on a couch and and watch watch some stuff. After I've done a, a good, long, hard days of work of sitting in front of the computer more than likely and maybe doing some working out or going for a walk, you gotta you could just sit on the couch and relax. Audrey is sitting here on the bed and she's looking so cute. She just covered her face with her arm. Got a picture. All right. So I think I'm just going to pick couch as the word of the episode. Sitting on a couch is really great. I'm going to do it later when I watch a movie or TV show. Sitting on my couch. Sitting on my couch. I'm going to go sit on the couch. All right. I think that's it. Oh, I will just say some personal stuff because that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, What else do I have to say? We just started watching the show Succession because everybody's been telling us to watch Succession. So we watched the first episode last night. It's very good. Uh, It's made by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Uh, They are the producers. And uh, so once I saw that, my expectations went up. Yeah, they're doing a good job. I like it. Uh, What else? What else? What else? What else? I think that's good for now. Okay, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, said, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.